What's up, people? Welcome back to Field of View. I'm Solo. And I'm Zemo. And over here, we talk a little bit about whatever's important, interesting, curious, so on and so forth. Uh, that's happening in the gaming industry. And for this week, we're not going to do much further and get right into it. We are talking the 2020 best-selling games list, which just got released by the NPD group and has been sort of making the rounds on all the gaming publications. Uh, just to give you folks a quick rundown of one through five, number one was Call of Duty Cold War. Number two was Call yep. of Duty Modern Warfare. Number three was Animal Crossing. Number four was Madden. Number five was Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So yeah. now we started. What is the first observation you felt you What's the first observation you had when you uh, when you saw these numbers? Uh, there was two things. I there's a couple things I noticed. The first thing was it's crazy that Call of Duty had the two top spots. Secondly, I had no idea that Madden was that popular. And thirdly, yo, Animal Crossing had a hell of a fucking year. Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. I mm -hmm. am going to respond and say yes. Call of Duty at one and two was crazy but also not surprising uh and yeah i thought animal crossing would have been higher and so the four or five was a little curious to me as well with all the games coming out but now going out now and sort of expanding a little bit uh give me you know a few things beyond the first observation that you saw so i guess you know man i thought it was i thought it was really interesting and honestly ex acceptable expected that the year-on-year -year revenue had jumped 27% from 2019 to almost $57 billion uh, because of everything considering the pandemic. Like, it makes total sense that they, that all gaming as a whole, from accessories to games sold to consoles sold to everything is going to be up across the board. A bunch of people were sitting at home, didn't have access to do anything, couldn't go anywhere. So, of course, they're going to be gaming more and that's reflective, just like uh, last week, we had a conversation about the increase in percentage of gaming related tweets this week mm -hmm. is, you know, another revenue related example of how, you know, even DLC content was up 27% year on year in terms of revenue. And Animal Crossing was was the was the most interesting one to me. Uh, I, I did find it fascinating, though, that according to what I could find and correct me if I'm wrong, but they didn't have digital sales on this listed. No, they did not. And that was actually the first thing I was going to bring up, which was, uh, though the list did allow it, the fact that it doesn't have digital sales and digital sales make up maybe 70% of all gaming uh, purchases at this point sort of makes me think that this is a irrelevant piece of like, you know, it's just like a tabloid piece to a degree that can go around because it's like, you know, for music, right? You have certain sales numbers daily, whatever versions of uh, listens or album sold numbers that you have yeah. uh, that compete with the same, in the same manner. If you were to sort of exclude a, like streams from the count, is it really going to mm -hmm. be, a, I mean, and mm -hmm. it, I guess, shows Madden may be more of a physical oriented copy. Maybe the yearly buy games are physicals versus the a yeah. game that yeah. falls on digital. I think if Animal Crossing, if they had included digital numbers, I think Animal Crossing would have been number one because I they sold I, almost twenty million copies I, in the year. I would, I would have, yeah, I would have to agree. I thought it was interesting, and it's something that I figured we'd get into later. But if you look at the numbers on Amazon for top selling games, 
almost everything was a Switch game. And the highest selling console of the year was also Switch. You could argue that there just wasn't enough PS5s and Xboxes or whatever to go around. But, but... even before that, if you could argue PS4s and Xbox Ones, even before yeah. you go to the new gen version, right? Um, yeah. Was yeah. it eight out of ten on the Amazon list? Was was Nintendo eight I out believe? of ten on the Amazon top list? Yeah, uh, which is ridiculous. Ridiculous, and even just for the top selling game in the U.S. in 2020, Mario Kart was number eight. So that game, which has been out for years, is still number eight in the top selling games uh, of yeah. the year, uh, and followed by another Mario game, which was the 3DS. So Nintendo. That's, that Super Mario game was fascinating. I remember when you got that one, and they had that like limited release pattern to it, where they're not mm-hmm. going to be keeping it out past, is it sometime in March, March. I believe? Yeah. yeah, the digital version yeah. needs a store in March. Um, and that's where the game has like a boost in sales and then it could sort of sit back a little bit as well. Um, I would have loved to see cumulative numbers that were more accurately reflective of what was going on. For sure. A bit more of a breakdown. For I sure. thought the Amazon and Valve lists were interesting. I think Valve always ends up leaning towards a more specific type of PC gamer, whereas Amazon being nintendo heavy is more reflective of the general consumer yeah i thought it was interesting because when i looked at the the valve stuff i'll be really honest i didn't know what most of the games were and you know that's despite always looking at the news and seeing what's going on and hearing about the games that are good and popping and like to see that like for the most part i was looking at that valve list like i've never heard of these games and one it made me be like man i need to get a rig so that i can start having a better idea of like what's doing well on the steam store because Mm -hmm. it's a completely different world than like the console gaming stuff Mm -hmm. and i think it just needs to be looked at differently i I did think it was interesting that they don't put out exact numbers though i mean they don't have to right it was actually a company called steam spy that ended up basically keeping a running uh track of all valve numbers concurrent players users etc for all these different games and then uh, valve actually had them shut down interesting and so all of Valve's numbers are surprised. now, I'm not surprised at all because they didn't want the accurate numbers reflected, but it was now, it's now something they voluntarily can show. And so they're only going to show the best data. It's like Netflix being like, look at this one show that made, you know, all this amount of view. It's not going to show anything else. But yeah. uh, beyond that, I guess uh, a few notes, Call of Duty now, top selling game in the US for 12 years straight. 12 years running. Yeah. yeah. What, that was one of the things that I found really interesting that they didn't include digital. And I'm not saying that it was like some sort of conspiracy, but it really could have toppled Call of Duty for the first time in over a decade had yeah. they included both. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just typical practice for them just to include physical. I'm not sure what they've done in the past. I can only speak to 2020. But that being said, Call of Duty 12 years running is insane regardless. That is, I mean, the game is a money printing factory. It's not really a game studio anymore. It's moved into like Marvel level of yearly, you know, just putting out billion dollar product. I have, I have bought in recent memory, just thinking at least the last four, right? I have, I have, uh, I think it was World War II. Then it was Black Ops 4. Then it was Modern Warfare. And then it was Cold War. In between, they ended up putting out Warzone. I have well, I will, I will say this, right? So they did mention that even though Call of Duty uh, Cold War was the top-selling title, it did sell less than previous versions of Call of Duty ones. You know, there's, uh, 
there's a fatigue setting in that maybe the numbers aren't reflecting yet, but there's a so, long tail slowdown upcoming for Call of Duty. I don't know if it's necessarily that, uh, the, but I can only say based on like having friends who play a lot of Call of Duty, I play a lot of Call of Duty. What I found was that a lot of people got really comfortable playing Warzone. And, but, when, the, and when the new game came out, they hadn't played Modern Warfare itself because they felt and have found the multiplayer to feel boring as compared to playing Warzone. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, when, when Cold War came out, they didn't buy it. But what I've found that's interesting is when I'm looking at my friend's lobby these days, like when I was playing over the long weekend, names that hadn't purchased Cold War were now people that were starting to level up on Cold War. And so the people who hadn't originally purchased it in that, like, I think it was October 25th date, mm -hmm. it hasn't really been out that long. And I think it finally sort of crept in with them to be like, maybe I should pick it up. Maybe I should start leveling up a little bit in it. So obviously that's not indicative of the entire trend, but I did find it interesting that it's just a lot of people are just like, nah, man, Warzone is just a better game. But that's what it is, right? Where Warzone is sort of the free to access one. There's, you know, EA is still making money off the fact that they're, you know, being willing to uh, spend money in it uh, yeah. or in the sort of uh, Warzone and in Call of Duty Mobile as well. But mm -hmm. it was, it's like you said, right? If you had a physical, is Call of Duty the top one? I don't think so. And especially with that number slowdown in the fact or in the face of the, uh, uh, a global pandemic where there was no real other first-person shooters or any other games that could have taken up the space. How will it compete yeah. in a year where Halo comes out? I don't know. I think the tide may have turned where, you know, we had the, you know, maybe 2006, seven is where that sort of shift happened where Halo became the dominant and then it was Call of Duty. And I think slowly there's been a pause on it because they're overdoing it, right? They're not letting a game breathe long enough to gain any sort of traction and they're doing they're eating at their own market, I think, right? I don't think it's reflective yeah. yet, but I think the slowdown will be there because even Call of Duty gamers want Warzone, which is not a Call of Duty typical game. So if they're no, going to turn not. out the same product again, people are going to just stick with the free version. Yeah, I'd be, be curious still, like what it'll yeah, be I'd be curious difference. what younger people have to say. I'd say like in my age group, I haven't found as many people as willing to go into Warzone. But what I have seen is that like the younger people on the discords that I'm in all play Warzone pretty exclusively. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. I mean, they're, they're sort of, they're the evolution of the Fortnite group. Uh, it's the next Yeah, step, exactly. Right? The, the evolution, they're a little, like they still, they'll still sort of play it. One thing I have found though, is a lot of them are playing Valorant. Oh, Valorant's huge. Yeah, but it's yeah, PC exclusive. A lot so of until it, it finds its way over to consoles, it's, it's limiting its market. But it's like Sean, Sean plays a whole bunch. I mean, everyone I know yeah. with the PC is predominantly that. Yeah, but everyone's a Valorant uh, player. Just a quick note on the Switch. It actually had the highest uh, year dollarly sales uh, in the U.S. since the Wii in 2008. And everyone remember, remembers wow. the Wii. It's one of the best-selling consoles of all time. I was actually talking about it. Mm -hmm. I was like, the Wii sold 100 mil. Then the Wii U sold 13 million. And now they're on track to sell another mm -hmm. 100 million. The bounce back. So people were doubting Halo. Man, they... they they do great. Nintendo, I mean, we talk about them all the time. Disney. They just... I'm just going to keep saying they, it. They are new Disney. The quicker everyone starts realizing it, the way that these sales are showing, this is Marvel at the box office. What are the 8 out of the 10 movies? All Marvel movies, man. Marvel or Disney. Marvel yeah. Disney. Marvel Disney. I mean, Marvel Star Wars. Mar all the same company. Nintendo's doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, and last one or note that I saw that was interesting. Cyberpunk 
2077. Everyone's favorite Yo, game of the year. I took that down too. Thir- 13, min- 13 million physical copies being on the top 20 selling list despite Within having come month. out in at the at the end of November. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't That's include digital sales, which would have put it even higher. Mm-hmm. And I uh, just like as a whole, man, like, uh, yes, there was obviously a lot of negative drama around the release of Cyberpunk and mm-hmm. everything that came with it. Uh, but despite that, to have put itself there, the same way that it was is impressive that Cold War being the number one game in 2020, having come out in Q4 is impressive. But for Cyberpunk to have had all those issues and to still be on that top 20 list. Yeah, seriously. Um, yeah. I mean, again, it just makes me wonder if there's a digital and physical version com- combined with uh, or what the delay or lag yeah, would be or yeah. what reason physical only has taken on any sort of steam in the news, mm-hmm. given the fact that it's not really reflective in an age where digital is the primary purchase. I mean, I picked up, uh, I picked up NBA 2K digitally. I picked up my, my cold war copy is digital, right? Cause I'm they physical did the, till I die. Um, you know, like, but for cold war, they did it, you. man, but like for cold war, how they did it was if you paid $70, you could have like a, a cross platform one that worked on PS4 and PS5 digital only. But if not, and I bought the PS4 physical, it wouldn't work on PS5. And so I had to buy this one because I knew I'd be getting a PS5. So they're, they're just double dipping more or less then. Yeah, they have a PS4 version and then they have a PS5 version for physical. But if you buy the digital one, you get to have the one that accesses both for you. And so I, obviously I paid $10 more and I was like, okay, cool. Like, whatever. Dude, that, that's funny. That, that access tax for $10 to, to have uh, cross and think about how many millions, how many millions of people paid mm-hmm. that access tax. Cause and to I me, it was like, the same way we talk about the licensing fee with regards yeah, to streaming yeah. content, right? It's just you like can, a, it's a, next a, 10 a, bucks. You got to pay it. That's it. A couple bucks here and there. Cause I was like, I'm playing on PS4 right now. I'm going to play on PS4 as soon as it comes out, but I absolutely know I'm trying to get PS5. That is the definition you of know? nickel and diming your way to a fortune. So maybe if they even cost $60 or whatever version there is, they're bumping $10 flat on every single purchase based on doing nothing really different either right and so that's yeah. how you nickel and dime yeah. the consumer uh and they could have great. easily made it more accessible it could have yeah, easily, easily made it more accessible it's, it's never you it's know? never difficult to make it more accessible it's literally work to make no. it less accessible no. but there's more yeah. money in that. yeah it was a confusing thing when you're going in and you're like there's three versions what does this mean yeah right and uh, you have to like read the fine print to understand it and you're like oh okay cool i guess everyone who wants a ps5 it's gonna have to pay and you pay there was a lot of people who paid like my friends who like haven't gotten a PS5 because they couldn't get their hands on one, paid $10 more in anticipation of hoping they would get a PS5. To be able to do that, which is ridiculous. Yeah, just, um, and just in case. The- the, there's no real open market yet. I think everyone got a little hopeful once Fortnite went fully cross, uh, cross-platform uh, across yeah. mobile and consoles and PC, that that might be a trend that continued without realizing that might have been so specifically timed as to be the sort of exception to what would follow which is going to be more yep. do- it's going to be the streaming wars all over again with music right oh this album's on here yeah. for two weeks exclusively before you get it call of duty already de- dealt with that with playstation right um yeah. i'm sure grand theft auto so grand theft auto 6 if it's released next year is going to jump into this list uh i would say what looking ahead what numbers do you see xbox didn't really have any numbers so to speak uh they had no games nope. non-existent more or less Let's see if that changes next year, man. Halo is the only sort of contribution that could potentially, in my opinion, break in or in the manner of Game Pass 100%. maybe affecting what their direct physical or digital sales are. 
Um, you know, mm -hmm. so, you know, there's subscribers have jumped to 10 million. Is that more valuable than selling these individual games? I don't know. I'm not very good at math, so I don't think about it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, do you have anything else to add? Observations, notes, comments, bitter recriminations? No, I don't think so. I, I'm just hoping to be able to see someone release some numbers that I could get on on digital as well, just so I could get a better understanding and, an, and a more authentic picture of, yeah. of where these sales are at. Because without that, that's it's just, I mean, it's what we've stressed this entire time. It's just a major component that's missing. 100%. And especially because I also want to see what indie games would break, because Hades was one of the top games of the year, and it was considered uh, image digital only. And so yeah. where is that going to sort of end up in the numbers? Uh, maybe look at indie numbers too and try to get some of the uh, the teams or developers on to talk about yeah. breaking into a top number. But yeah, that'd be regardless, cool. That could definitely be cool. We'll see. Uh, any of you right. watch, say what's up. Uh, that's all we got. We will be back on Friday talking about whatever's fucking interesting during the week. That just going to be a weekly theme one. This one had a little bit of yeah. advanced thinking to it. But regardless, like I said, I'm solo. I'm Zemo. Follow our channel. Yeah, peace. Everything is people at games. Peace.